identified. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, the Dynasty Edition, the long-awaited Dynasty Edition. I'm Bird. This is soon to be Jake. Jake, you're back from your vacation. We missed you on the Week 18 mailbag. You're January 10th, and this is your first show of 2024. Kind of crazy. How are you, sir? Doing all right, man. How about you? Uh, hang it in there. Hang it in there. Hang it in there. 2024, off to a good start. Nice. Off to, off to a good start. Been nice just kind of check out of fantasy for a little bit. But, I mean, I, I we, we talked a little, bit, a little bit this morning. I, I'm out of four leagues all redraft. And uh, I have one redraft left that I can't get out of. And then the rest are just Dynasty, Keeper, and Superflex. I'm like, I'm scaling back. I'm scaling back. Yeah. I'm scaling back a, cause I don't want to put so much money into it this year and B it's just more time to focus on the teams that I have and yeah, try I and maximize it. profits. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm looking to scale back, scaled back this year. I would love to just be in three leagues that that's like the goal. That That would be just a dream come true. Yeah. But I hear you. Yeah, dream come true. I I said I said to myself if I could if I could cap myself at seven I would be thrilled. Yeah. Don't know if I can, but I'm gonna try. And have it just be set, but seven super committed. So yep. you know, dynasty keeper and and super flex and then whatever else, but no no redraft unless I absolutely have to. Nice. But as of now, as of now, it's just it's just one. So. This is the Dynasty Show. This is what everybody has been has been waiting for. Um, for all the Dynasty players, well, first of all, welcome. Second of all, hopefully everyone won their championships. Third of all, yeah, this is we're gonna be talking some Dynasty for the next for the next hour and going through what we're doing with the offseason, what our plans are for our respective Dynasty teams, guys that we're targeting, guys that we're looking to sell. Um, before we get into anything Dynasty, uh Obviously, you know, we we did the show earlier in the week where we were, we talked about uh 2024 ranks and before that we talked about the head coaches and there was um we were waiting on two things to fall. We were waiting on the Mike Vrabel domino, we were waiting on the Bill Belichick domino, and one of them has fallen. It is the Mike Vrabel domino. He is out in Tennessee. I'm still getting conflicting reports about how that all unfolded. The oh, oh we have some oh, a bomb, a bomb, a bomb. I like bombs. This is a bomb. Don't look at your phone. Okay. There's been an- another coach. I'm so sorry, dude. This is this oh, is a no, bomb. Th- th- this is perfect timing. There's another head coaching vacancy. Okay. Let me think. Let th- me you're think not going to guess it. Is it AFC or NFC? NFC. Is it Brian Dable? Nope. I was going to say that would really shock me. You ready? One I'm more. Ready. One more. Dennis Allen? Nope. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is out as Seattle Seahawks' head coach. Well, that, so, I mean, you know, you know what that screams. So Pete Carroll is back. Or not back. He is he's gone. It's not, it's it's expected to be out as a Seahawks head coach. He could still remain in the organization, but not the head coach. I mean, you know what that screams right away. That so screams who would be Seattle's, the head coach? Mike Vrabel. That they're they're making a play for that. I would think. What ties does Mike Vrabel have though to Seattle? None. None. 
I don't know. I, I think this screams maybe potential. They could go into the tank this year. They definitely could. Wow. That's not exactly a, a very attractive job if I were a, a head coach. No. No, it's not an attractive Oh, no, you, you know what this screams. I got one for you. Dan Quinn. Yeah. Dan Quinn going back to Seattle where it all started. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is in the front office in some way. I don't know if Pete's done coaching, though. Yeah, I want, I, 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 I'm thinking that to myself as well. Like, he didn't. There was nothing about Pete Carroll this year that suggested to me that said that he's on his last legs. Like, I know well, he's an older guy, oldest head coach in the NFL, all that. But there's nothing that said to me that he was, you know, done or losing his his steam at all. Well, they, they, they reported at the end of the year that he was coming back, that he wasn't retiring, but he's, yeah. he's out. And, yeah, to me, dude, Dan Quinn makes a lot of sense. Going back to where it all started. He could probably bring Kellen Moore to be his offensive coordinator. I thought Dan Quinn was a good fit for the Chargers job, too, because Kellen Moore was already there. But I think there's a really strong chance Dan Quinn gets a job this cycle. But I'm so sorry to interrupt. But No, 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 no. My God. You could not have literally picked a better time to to interrupt when we're just doing a little uh, coaching dig. Pete Carroll out in Seattle. And, well, the whole Mike Vrabel situation is uh, rather interesting. Again. Heard, I've heard conflicting things from all over the map about how that unfolded. Um, bottom line, though, is that he is he is out. I mean, yeah, there are going to be just teams that are going to be throwing themselves at, at at variable. And I mean, Patriots—that's the most obvious link there that there is. The Chargers obviously make a, make a lot of sense as well. He's going to go somewhere, and he's just going to be a great fit no matter where he ends up, Jake. Yeah, I, I think he's. He's going to have to pick up the litter. I, I know we talked already. I think the Charger job is the one for him. I think you already have the quarterback established. You could bring Arthur Smith, who seems inevitable, to rejoin whatever staff Mike Vrabel is a part of to be his offensive yeah. coordinator. And then also Austin Eckler is a free agent, and Derek Henry is a free agent. You could bring – I mean, can you imagine Henry, Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike? Well, I mean, that's a dynamic offense right there. And then that, that that could really alleviate a lot of the late game woes that the Chargers have had closing out games when you have a guy like Derrick Henry on your team. So I think that's the job. If I'm variable, that's the one. I, I mean, I get it. He's He's got ties to New England, but you can't tell me New England's a more attractive job than the Chargers. You just can't. No, it's not. It, it, it most certainly is not. Uh, rapid fire very quickly. Uh, where do you think Bill Belichick ends up? I think he stays in New England. Okay. I think he's not going to be the GM anymore, though. Yes, that that is the the more that this drags on, the more and more likely it is that I, I think if we were going to see Belichick go, the Belichick call would have been made on Monday. Yes, Monday, maybe Tuesday. Now here we are Wednesday and still nothing. Yep, but damn, Pete Car- could Pete Carroll take the the Patriot job if Belichick was. Was out. I mean, does he have ties? He has ties, right, to the Patriots. No, he does have ties. He does have ties to the Patriots, but I, I just don't know if Pete Carroll would be willing to take a job that is that's going to require a massive rebuild. Like I look at let's let's just say, let's just say, like for instance, the Dallas job opens up. I think that's a perfect spot for Pete Carroll. Oh yeah. Could you can you imagine if the Jets are like screw you, solid? Pete Carroll's available. I think he that's goes, per- he, that'd be a perfect he, spot for him. 
he goes back to rewrite the wrongs where he got fired after a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you imagine? Oh my and he god! Wa- and he walks into the building with that defense and Aaron Rodgers coming back as a what score. a disgrace! Yeah. What what a disgrace this guy Salah is. I mean, dude, you look at you look, I mean, look at all these coaches getting fired and, yep. and the worst one out of all. I mean, I can't. Uh, it's just. But still, I think Pete Carroll. Wow, man, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. shocked. I'm shocked. shocked. Sh- shocking news to begin the program today. I mean, listen, it is very, very rare that things genuinely surprise me, but I'm I'm really surprised because I heard nothing about this because, like you, I it, I thought it was assumed and and said stated that Pete Carroll was staying. It was stated that Sala was staying too. Right. Well, right. I, Dable was a good guess, though, because there's uh, – I don't know what's going on with the Giants right now. Neither with the whole do I. Out coordinators and uh, – Dable was a very fine guess. I, I have to give you credit for the uh, educated guess, but no, it is uh, Pete Carroll. And, um, but, but getting back to Mike Vrabel here um, and his old job in Tennessee, I mean, would Tennessee think they're going to find somebody better than Mike Vrabel to be their coach? I mean, are they out of their minds? They're they're insane. Absolute insanity. I, mean, I think it's going to be the Texans' offensive coordinator, Bob, Bobby Slowick. Sure. Got ties with the GM from the Niners. Sure that they saw how he worked with C.J. Stroud. Maybe if they stick with – I don't know. Is it a lock that they stick with Levis? Probably, nope. right? I mean, he looked okay. It's, don't not think so. a, it's not a lock, but I, I think it's more likely than not that they stick with Levis. He, he would have some good trade value. I think a team could give you something. I thought he looked pretty good for the most part when he played this year. I think given the pieces that were available in, in Tennessee and the lack of an offensive line, lack of real receiving options outside of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the defense, especially in the secondary, was brutal. Yeah, I, I thought he looked okay. Yeah. I thought he definitely looked okay. And I would say, you know, for a guy that we'll do, we are definitely going to be talking about today, for his sake, uh, we better hope that Will Levis is there for Ty J. Spears. Just real quick, rapid fire. Let's go through all. I'm going to go through all the jobs. Just give me your sure. best guess of who gets them. Seattle, who gets the job? Uh, Dan Quinn. I think that's a really good shout. I agree with you. Uh, the Chargers. I'm gonna, I'm still going to stick with Harbaugh. Okay. I think it's going to be Mike Vrabel. The Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, if Harbaugh's not going to go to the Raiders and he's going to go to the Chargers, I say that they write some wrongs and they stick with Antonio Pierce. Okay. I think Harbaugh is going to go there. So I'm, I'm assuming that he's leaving Michigan. Yeah. Uh, the Titans. There were two names that, that I I assumed. The Bobby Sloak one was a great one. And then I also have heard there have been some whispers about uh, Todd Munkin as well, that he's gaining some steam. I have him down for another job, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I'll go with Sloak. I think it's a pretty good way to connect those dots. Okay. Uh, let's go with the commanders. I think that's where if Belichick is going to leave New England, I think that is where he's going to go. So I'll say Belichick for the commanders. I'm going to go with Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator. Sure. Fine shout. And uh, I think there's one more. Uh, let's Falcons. think here. Falcons. Todd I, think that, I think that's where Todd Munkin ends up. I would agree with you, but I think Arthur Blank will make a big run at Belichick if it becomes available. I really do. Yes, I do. I think there's two spots for Belichick that make the most sense. It is Washington and it is Atlanta. Yeah, Todd Munkin makes a lot of sense. And then Carolina, Ben Johnson, I think they pretty much. Ben or Brian Johnson, one or the the other will will get that job. Um, I do think it'll be Ben Johnson. 
Yeah. Give me one more job that you think will become available other than New England. Uh, gun to my head, I'll say the Dallas job. Okay, so you think Dallas is going? So I think the only way for uh, the only way that Dallas they lose up is if they lose to, to Green Bay. Yes, absolutely. Yep. I'll 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 give you one more. I think maybe the Eagles. Oh, you think Sirianni? I think Sirianni is on the hot seat there. Ooh, okay. That's it. It has been an epic collapse. It has been. I mean, worse. I mean, been... in my opinion, Doug Peterson should be out of a job. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how he survived this, but I have no idea how he how he survived it. But granted, they've completely gutted his coaching staff. So basically, yeah. I mean, at that point, you might as well fire the head coach. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. But yeah, bro, watch, watch that. Watch the Eagles if they lose to Tampa, especially. I Yo, think if they lose at... to Tampa, there are going to be a lot of questions there, especially with you know all the uprising that's been going on within that team, but within the locker room as well. Yep. Yeah, I don't think it's a, that's a terrible shout. And honestly, if you had said to me that after Sunday night, if the Bills had lost to the Dolphins, then the Bills went to Kansas City, then lost to the Chiefs, I would have said potentially McDermott. I think even if McDermott loses to the Steelers on Sunday, there's going to be some serious questions asked. What if McDermott, Tom... what if McDermott wins? What oh, if they then he's win? safe. He's safe. Yeah. What, what, if, what about Tomlin potentially walking away? I mean, we saw Pete Carroll. Out is out at Seattle. Could Tomlin potentially follow suit? Listen, I've I have learned in my media career to never say that something is impossible because it's so, not. So Salah could potentially still be out, in your opinion? Sure, <laughs> sure. Oh it's a point one percent chance. Given given your owner is just loving to just sit around and watch the entire league get better, and he's okay with the status quo. But yeah, it, it's a point one percent chance. Well, it's also because Aaron Rodgers likes the guy. I mean, of course. True. Oh, and, lo- and look how much Aaron Rodgers, the recruiter, he did a great job this offseason. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, in fairness, he didn't play, so I can't kill him too much. I mean, if he played and it looked like this, okay, I got you. Oh, no, I was I, talking I, more about Tim Boyle. But that, that, oh, well. Fair enough. God. Well, one more thing. Luke Getze fired from uh, uh, the Bears. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is quarterback coach in Green Bay. Where do you think he's going this year? I would imagine that he is probably going to be poning up right next to uh, to Daniel Hackett, and he'll be wearing uh, Jets green and white next year. I would imagine. Yeah, we're getting the whole with, band together with probably David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, uh, Mercedes Lewis. If he has another year left in him. Uh, Randall Cobb, of course, he's going well, back to the Jets. You're omitting one very big one. And well, because that's the one that that's the one that they that, should do, but is the one that will mm-hmm. end up happening? Probably not, because it's I, the Jets and they're it, silly. It feels inevitable. See, if you asked me this a month and a half ago, I would have said yes. It feels inevitable. It it still does, dude. The Raiders. A month the and Raider, a half ago, I would have said seventy five percent chance. I know, but think all the money that Mark Davis needs to save on the cap this year. Sure, sure. Now it's about fifty one forty nine. 51 being he stays 49 saying that he goes to the Jets. And it's then it, about even money. I mean, if you're Devontae, that you're 32, the Raiders contending for anything anytime soon. That's fair. That's fair. But the question is, you know, he, he got, it was all buddy, buddy with Antonio Pierce. Does that, does that help it, him? Who's So who's he better friends with Antonio Pierce or Aaron Rodgers is what it's going to come down to. That's a fantastic question. That's a fantastic question. It would most cer- it would most certainly be the guy that he owes probably 55% of his career earnings to. 
It'll be a great, it's going to be a great off season. And it's only ah, just begun. Favorite, <laughs> it's it's the incredible. Circus, the circus is just beginning. It real, it really is. I did not expect to hear Pete Carroll uh, losing his job, but that was going to be something that we were talking about today. But, uh, but yeah, here we are. So yeah, we're about half, a half hour into the show, about 25, 30 minutes into the show. And we haven't talked a single thing about dynasty. So that's great. That's awesome. Thank you, Pete Carroll. And thank <laughs> you to the Seahawks. Um, all right, Jake. So let's get, let's get right into it. Let's talk about uh, our dynasty teams. Jake, what is what is your overall strategy? Well, first of all, let me ask you. Right now, with the state of your dynasty league, league leagues plural, are your leagues shut down, or are they still are they still running throughout the off season? Leagues are shut down until uh, March. Yes, same with until March first. Yep, same with mine. So, so yeah, perfect. We're we're in we're we're like here. We can kind of go through what we're going to be doing in 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 the meantime. Um, for me, I mean, I'm just, I, what I'm doing, and I don't know if you're the same way, Jake, I'm looking at every asset that I have, I'm coming up with a game plan of how exactly I'm going to utilize those assets. Like what I've been doing is I've been looking at, you know, for me, I am a, I have a baby team and I'm just looking to build this team from the ground up and we're, uh, we're well on our way. Picks 101, picks 105, picks 106 in the rookie draft. I'm kind of trying to line up who I'm going to take at those spots and seeing if they, you know, mix and match with what I'm trying to do with the team overall. And I'm also just kind of looking at every other team and seeing, okay, who's got what, what does this team need? Could potentially one of those picks be better served trying to go get an established player already. It's kind of what I'm doing right now with the league being shut down and unable to make actual trades and pickups and th- and things of the sort. Yeah, I, I think my team was more on the contending side. I think sure, just both sides of the coin. I mean, this is year five now, so windows coming to an end. You know, Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. Deion, I mean, these were guys I took in a startup draft four years ago. I mean, nobody could have blamed me for taking Keenan Allen four years ago. Absolutely not. Or DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. Um, who else? Nick Chubb. Like these are guys where I'm trying to get rid of. Uh, Joe Mixon's another guy. I'm trying to get rid of guys a year earlier because I want to get some type of return rather than just let them rot and get nothing. So that's, that's the plan. Um, I'm trying my best to get up to, I think, I think in my league, because it's interesting because the top four teams all have tight ends. I'm trying to get Brock Bowers any way possible. I think Brock Bowers is going to be a hall of famer. I really do. I I've never seen, I mean, we all talk about Kyle Pitts. Brock Bowers is 10 times the prospect of Kyle Pitts. And if you're talking about a true tight end, 50 times the prospect that, that Kyle yeah. Pitts is. I would I'm trying to get my, I have Mark Andrews, but I'm willing to part with Mark Andrews um, and get cut and get Brock Bowers and just get younger at the position. I also think Isaiah likely might have a bigger role in, in Baltimore. Um, he's looked really promising. Sure. I mean, I could, I could have a look at my, uh, my tight end ranks and I could tell you what I did with likely. So likely is my tight end 15 at, yeah, the position now coming into coming into the season, he was my tight end 30. So he's jumped up 15 spots and Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews is still my tight end three. Uh, he did not move for me. He was still, still very much established in, in that, in that tight end three spot. But I want to ask you what one of the guys that, that you said, and this was a guy that was brought up. I looked in the mailbag and I saw um, some dynasty questions about, about these kind of players in anticipation for the show. And that's Nick Chubb. Obviously, the massive injury that he had, 
He's going to be 29, I believe. Not getting any younger. Has a ton of miles on him. Jake, what is your overall thinking right now with with Nick Chubb? He's going to be 29 at the start of next season. Okay, so he's 28 right now. We'll be 29. Uh, Nick Chubb right now for me, he's my RB26. So he's still he's still definitely viable. He's still definitely in the conversation as someone, especially for a contending team that you'd want to pick up and you'd want to have for next year. But Jake, is there still something in you that says maybe the best days of Nick Chubb are behind him, A, given the injury that he's had, and B, given the miles that he has on his legs? And are you looking to potentially move him? I got I got to be honest with you. It feels like an epic comeback for Nick Chubb this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I feel like it's just part of that's just how his career has gone, how he's always seemed to have picked himself back up. Um, I mean, in Georgia, he had a, a, a huge injury, and uh, he, he bounced back. More bombs? So the Seahawks job. I hate, I, I'm going to cut you off now. We're even. Uh, Dan Quinn eyed as the favorite to take that job, as according to Ian Rappaport. Oh, gee. I wonder what I said. <laughs> yep. What well, looks like uh, one for one. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, what was I just talking Nick about? Job. Nick, Nick job. job. I think. Uh, hang on. Oh, no. Nothing. Oh. I thought I saw something else. Oh, that would have been something. Uh, yeah, so I, I think he could bounce back. I just don't think now's the time to, to sell him low because he will be their featured back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think like Jerome Ford has done anything to really eat into his workload too much. Uh, and, and Nick Chubb, I think if you're better off next year, just letting him start the year or whether he starts the year or not, when he comes back, letting him show something and then sell him and just sell him on. Oh, like he's bad. You don't want it. I don't like selling damaged toys in Dynasty. Because then you're 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 minimizing your return. So I I, I, li- agree. I like buying broken toys, but I don't like selling broken toys. Sure, because because I mean Nick Chubb's price is never going to be lower than it than it is right now. Ex- exactly. So with that, if you roster him and you you've invested premium capital at one point to your club to bring him on, like what? I, nah, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's the way the way that you acquired the player. I think is also important. Like if you say you acquired Nick Chubb for a first round pick and a premium player, you're not looking to sell Nick Chubb right now because you're trying to get something on the first and the premium player that was required to land Nick Chubb in the first place. I think it's a lot easier to part with guys that necessarily you got in the rookie draft. I think it's a whole hell of a lot easier because you're not necessarily taking a loss on them. You're just, you're gaining, but how much are you really gaining? If that if that does make sense, you're just you're just assuming what their what their value is to you. Uh, with Jerome Ford, with Jerome Ford though, he's top thirty six running back for me. I think he's definitely. I wouldn't be going out and, and investing a significant amount to try and get him if that makes sense. But I think if you have him, he's not necessarily a you must sell. I think if you're looking to sell though, I think you could probably get something in the range of. I don't know, Jake, if, if it required, if someone offered you the most they would offer you is a high second round pick for Jerome Ford. I think you have to take that, right? For Jerome Ford, yeah, but definitely not Nick Chubb. No, 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 not not for not for Chubb. What if what if somebody offered you two, two third round picks, say 302 and 306 for Jerome Ford? I don't think I would do it. I don't think that's really worth Okay, so the first yeah. number that would require in terms of round would have to it be would a be two. a two. It would be would a, two, to be for a me. two. I don't That's think a three. Enough. A three. A three is very different in dynasty. Yes. Yeah. A three. 
a three I'm very happy to 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 part with, even though even though this year, what I will say is that those third round picks this year and next year, I think it's a good idea to try and get a hold of as many third round picks as you can. A, to use his ammo for potential trades that you make down the line. And B, even if you don't use them as ammo, you just have them and then you use them. Because, I mean, look at the likes of, you know, who popped off this year with guys you could have been spending third, hell, even fourth round picks on in in your rookie drafts. You know, one of those picks could have turned out to be Puka Nakua and look at where you are right now. So they're not necessarily, you know, you're trading them like Yu-Gi-Oh cards or anything, but they are nice little trade chips to uh, to definitely have. Um what I want to get to the most, probably the most important thing that we're going to talk about on this show, because a, I'm dealing with this myself and B, this was by far the most requested guy to talk about given the events of Sunday and where we're kind of at right now after the Titans just fired Mike Rabel. It looks like Derek Henry's going to be leaving the building. That's Ty J Spears, Jake Ty J Spears. He's my RB 22 right now. The second that Derek Henry is officially out of the building, it's going to be very hard to keep him, very far away from my top 15. The problem, though, with Ty J Spears that I have, and, and and you could tell me if I'm wrong or not, A, the two knees, which he came into his NFL career, there were massive question marks and red flags surrounding those degenerative knees. That's number one. And then number two, you know, what is Ty J Spears' real value as an in-between-the-tackles guy, or is he more of like a, a lesser version maybe of Tony Pollard, you know, where, where are we at with Ty yeah. J Spears? And if you have him, you know, what are you doing with them? You know, I'll, I'll talk about the trade that I was offered in a minute, but I think that he is going to be in terms of dynasty. I think Ty J Spears is going to be the guy that we're going to be talking about pretty much all off season. And even in redraft, he's a guy that we're going to be talking about up until drafts come, come August. He's probably the most polarizing yeah. guy that there is right now in the market. I just find it hard to believe that they're not going to bring in another capable ball carrier, whether that be through early in the draft or in free agency. I mean, look at the running backs that are available in free agency. They could probably pick someone up, you know, on the cheap, cheap. That's sure. a pretty quality football player. So I don't know. It's it's tough to talk about dynasty and especially running backs at this stage. I think once we, um, I mean, it's really at the end of the draft, you can really start forecasting, okay, this guy's going to do this this year. And this is uh, the forecast for him for the future. But at this point, I mean, if you're telling me that Tajay Spears is the only guy on the Tennessee Titans depth chart, how is he not a top 20 guy um, in Dynasty? And then in redraft, he has to be a top 15 guy. No, I mean, there is no other competition. Yeah, definitely. I, I just definitely I'm telling top 20 in redraft. It, it screams like couldn't it screams to me like, you know, like, for instance, like if they hire Bobby Slowick to be their head coach, couldn't you see them bringing in Devin Singletary? For sure. Right. For so sure. I, I think it's a wait and see, but for now, I mean, don't do anything. I mean, if I would I would honestly be looking to trade him pretty high right now. Um depends what you consider high is. Like if someone's offering me like a top five pick for Tajay Spears, goodbye. Like the the door is right there. I I mean that's the trade that I was that I was offered this morning. The trade that, that I got was one oh two and Tony Pollard for Tajay Spears and one oh five. And I'm really having a good think about it granted i can't make that move right now it's gonna have to wait until march so now i have two months to just kind of you know think about it and he's got two months also to pull out of it but that's kind of where i'm i'm at right now is i'm saying to myself well i have this unbelievable chip for a rebuilding team this is the kind of guy that i'm after and i have him but at the same time i'm looking at this and saying well 
is there a shot that Ty J Spears, that the maximum value that he has is right now based on hype and hype alone? It's quite possible. It's possible. I mean, look at all the hype for Tony Pollard in the offseason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the, the the thing that I'm looking at with Spears, for me, I look at a player like this, given the medical red flags, given the team red flags as well, because we have to remember also that this is going to be a, a Titans team that probably more likely than not is going to be rebuilding um, and, and really stripping this whole thing down. I look at a guy like Spears and I say to myself, okay, what is the maximum that you're getting out of a player like this? And do I see a scenario or a world where Tyje Spears is going to be the kind of guy where we're talking about him being 1,300 all-purpose yards, uh, 12-plus all-purpose touchdowns? Is there a world where that happens? More likely than not, no. But is he the kind of guy where – could? At his maximum, could he be Alvin Kamara in his prime? Possibly. Possibly. But that's on the extreme, extreme, extreme high end. Uh, that's on the, the absolute guy. extreme. Absolutely. Like maybe, maybe the better comparison might be like a Rashad White. I think that might yeah. be better. Yeah, I think I think if you could sell him on hype alone, I think the deal that you presented is is really fair. Uh, I think that that the manager is taking a huge gamble and a huge risk, but sure. Yeah, and then you'd have what? Pick 101 and 102 to start pick, the draft? Picks 101, 102, 106. I think, I think you, you have really easy decisions to make, man. If I were you, I would go Marvin 1, obviously. I would take Brock Bowers, too. You got and two that's guys what I that, think that, I would that, do. I think you're, you got two guys that are destined for the Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> I look at my team right now, and I'm sitting there, I'm saying to myself, all right, so I'd have Mar- I would have Marvin. I have Garrett Wilson. I have Jordan Addison. You know, do do I really need another wide receiver in the form of, you know, Malik Neighbors, let's just say? I don't think I do. Me personally. I like Malik Neighbors. And it I also like, depends I like on Malik fit. Neighbors. Yeah, I like, like Malik dep- Neighbors too. It depends on fit. Like if, if Malik Neighbors goes to the New York Giants, like, are we really that excited about his prospects? We're not overwhelmed. We're not underwhelmed. We're just whelmed. Oh, I'm, I'm underwhelmed if you're telling me Daniel Jones is the quarterback next year. Where would you rather league neighbors end up, New England or the Giants? Um, hmm, it's a really good question. I think the Giants. Eh, who who's the who's the quarterback, New England next year? Uh, let's say it is say a bridge guy. So take take any bridge guy that you want. Okay, Jameis. Jameis. Jameis and no, no, no. Jameis is not Belichick's type of guy. Um. Excuse my language. Uh, who, all right, say, so how about this? How about if, what if Gino gets released from Seattle? Tell me, tell, what about Gino in New England? Sure. Then it would be, it depends on the quarterback, but I do know I don't think Neighbors is going to go to New England either. I think that's a team that that's taking a quarterback. I do too. Unless the first two picks are, I think they want Drake May. And if, if you're telling me the first two picks are going to be Caleb and Drake May, New England might take Marvin. And that would just be sickening. Yeah, but I think the, the thing neighbors the earliest he can go is the Giants. I think so. I think so. I, I, I the perfect ideal world for like for Marvin Harrison would be he ends up in either Chicago or Arizona. Arizona is going to take Marvin. Don't worry. And if they if they do take Marvin and they put Marvin in that offense with Kyler and 
and James Conner. I mean, Loki, I mean, we haven't talked about like the 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 umbrella of buys and sells yet, but I'm looking at that Arizona offense and I'm I'm sitting there, I'm looking at James Conner and I'm saying, you know what? If you're in a position where you're thinking about really sending it for a championship in 2024, I mean, what better buy is there than James Conner after the, after the year that he that he just had? Yeah, I also think that's another team I could see bringing in some running back help because he can't stay oh, healthy. For sure. For sure. And they are bare bones. Well, well the good the James good news Conner. is the running back class this year is not very good. So No, it's not. You know, just keep take that for what you will. It's good news for the likes of James Conner. It's good news for the likes of Kyron Williams, James Cook. Pacheco. Pache- uh, yeah, Pacheco. Let me ask you, let's talk about Kyron Williams. So we talked about this on um, on Monday. Kyron Williams for me right now, he's a top 10 pick in redraft. In yes. Dynasty, in Dynasty, let me see where I have him in my RB ranks. Dynasty, he's my RB8. RB8, just, and if I look at my overalls really quickly, that puts him as my player overall 20. I think that's about I think that's about where I would have him. I, I, I agree with your sentiment there. I, the only thing you worry about also injuries with that guy. I mean, he was hurt his rookie year. He got hurt last year. A little bit of a red flag, I would say. No. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely a huge red flag. I think I think he's a phenomenal sell high right now, man. You could probably get something. Oh. You could probably get a haul for him. I think he's one of the best sell highs in, in, in dynasty right now. But like like you said, it's just a matter of a, you know, what is the position of your team? If you're if you're a rebuilding team and you have Kyron Williams, I mean you have a ticket to a rebuild right there. Yeah. He could give you exactly what you're looking for. And you could rebuild with the ammo that you get in a Kyron Williams trade. But if if you're a contender and you have Kyron Williams, I, I don't know. I mean, that might just I, be I wouldn't something, trade him. Yeah, I don't think I would unless you're getting something that that's premium for him back. Like maybe you're taking Kyron Williams then and you're taking, you know, a, a mid first round pick or a future first round pick and trying to turn Kyron into like McCaffrey. If there's a McCaffrey team is looking to sell. Gun to your head, who has a better career, Kyron Williams or Zay Flowers? Flowers. Okay. Close. Really close. I like Zay Flowers a whole heck of a lot. But uh, I, I do too. I do too. But I think Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams to me, and we've talked about this in the past, he is the kind of guy that is just textbook. You have to ignore how you feel about the talent and you have to look into the situation. You have to look into the opportunity that's there. And Kyron Williams is in one of the best opportunities that there is in the game right now. And that's being the number one running back in a Sean McVay offense. I mean, we've seen uh, Todd Gurley have numerous years of high level production uh, be in that spot. But it's just, it, it's just weird to me that we're talking about Kyron Williams as in redraft and then in dynasty startups that he could be a guy that a, a startup team is building their running back room around after last year, he was coming into the season, Jake, he was my RB 80 coming into the season. In dynasty. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I agree. So, Let's go into the buy lows, sell highs, and we'll give one for each position because we enjoy doing that. It's super fun. Uh, Jake, would you like to start with the sell highs or the buy lows? Uh, we'll start with sell highs. Okay. 
Uh, you want to go first for uh, quarterback? Sure. You might not like my answer, but I think Dak Prescott. Uh, sure. not, no slight against Dak, but this was kind of like, I don't want to say an anomaly because that's a little disrespectful for his career, but is he going to have a year like this again, you think? I, this was pretty out of the ordinary for him. And if you can get, if you're telling me you can get Dak Prescott, if you can get like a first round pick for him or, you know, say, I mean, I'll give you my my buy low right now for the quarterback position. Like, if you can get Kyler Murray, sure. or uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is a really good buy low too. I think he's one of the best buy lows that's out there. Yeah. Honestly, like if you're telling me you can get Trevor Lawrence, and say say a team offers you Trevor Lawrence and um, who's who's like a young younger receiver, Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed, Trevor Lawrence and Jaden Reed for Dak, would you do it? Hell yeah. The guy would too. Hell yeah, I would. I would definitely do that. I mean, just and you also look at Dak's numbers too. First five weeks, guy didn't finish in the top fifteen of any week, and then after week six, he was the QB one. Then after the bye, he was a top ten quarterback every single week, bar four. So that was when the Cowboys' offense also really took off. Thirty years old now, Dak. They have to work on a new contract uh, with Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that for me, I'm looking. If I have him, he's a guy that I am no doubt looking to to try and and ship off as much as I possibly can. He's my QB eleven, so he's definitely he's startable for sure. Super flex leagues, he's probably a hold if you're a contender. If you're in a, looking to rebuild, then definitely try and and push him off. But yeah, I think I, I still have Trevor Lawrence above him. I have Kyler above him also. But I'm looking at it, it's a very crowded group in that like nine to 15 range of Tua fields purdy jordan love now is definitely in that conversation of of guys that you can kind of say are, are interchangeable one way or another uh the best sell high for me at the quarterback session is patrick mahomes I, I think you could get a a great haul for him because he's patrick mahomes b name value kind of goes with a and c he's probably going to be in a good enough position now where you could still talk about patrick mahomes being a a consistent starting option for the next five years. But are the days of Patrick Mahomes being a dominant fantasy force over? I think you kind of have to look at that. Unless, of course, he's playing me, which then you know he's going to be posting 50. Yeah, it depends what they do at the receiver position. I, sure. I think he needs more weapons. Right. I think losing Tyreek Hill hurt him more in the fantasy scope than in, you know, more so than real life because they obviously won the Super Bowl um, the year after Tyreek Hill departed. But uh, yeah, I don't hate that shout. I really don't, especially if you're. I mean, dude, the, the the last place team in my dynasty league has Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what he's waiting for to to get rid of him. I re- he has he needs so much help. I don't know. It, it, you have to. You, it, at this point, especially especially if you are looking for assets to start building around, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that, you, that can replenish uh, your team with the necessary assets that that you're that you're that you're looking for. Um, the buy low that I'm looking for, I don't know if I said the buy low is Patrick Mahomes or the sell high. Sell high is Patrick Mahomes. The buy low for me is Joe Burrow. And I don't know if it's like the best buy low imaginable, but he was hurt all year, didn't look particularly all that Joe Burrowy, if that makes any sort of sense. Then he went out with the injury and was on IR. Maybe you're going to find a team that might be willing to trade Joe Burrow for less than what he's worth. But I think there's no doubt that Joe Burrow is still a top five fantasy court, fantasy quarterback um, in redraft and in dynasty. 
this is a guy that you want to be building your team around, especially if you're you know going to be doing startups uh, this summer. Joe Burrow is a guy that I would be going out of my way to try and get, especially with what it sounds like that the Bengals are going to look to run it back with the same group that they've had with Joe Mixon, with Jamar Chase, and probably most importantly, which makes this whole thing sort of connect, honestly, with T. Higgins, who, yeah, not in, good in my in my opinion, I think I, it's looking like more and more based on you know the the language that I'm hearing that's coming out of Cincinnati. More and more, it is looking like that T. Higgins is going to be staying there uh, on on like a one or a two year deal. And if that's if that's the case, then then yeah, Joe Burrow just becomes all the, all the more valuable. Uh, if, even if T. Higgins leaves, I'm still very much on board with with Joe Burrow. Uh, as, yeah, as a agreed. very very good Milo. Agreed. I think Anthony Richardson. It's time to get on the train sure. uh, before it leaves the station. We saw glimpses of it last year. I think with the way rushing upside is so valuable in fantasy football, uh, I think now's the last chance you can buy Anthony Richardson low. What would you pay for Richardson right now? I would trade a late first round pick for him. Okay. Is 106 too rich? A little too rich. I think 109 is the what I start. The, I have 109. And I don't need Richardson, but um, if I needed a quarterback, I mean, if I didn't have CJ Stroud, I would. I would offer it to the manager. Yeah. 108 splitting hairs splitting hairs maybe if i was in dire need of a quarterback i'd do it okay say you have say your starting quarterback is say your starting quarterback is tila i would go get anthony richardson and 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 then pair t-law with richardson yep and then you know t-law's premium insurance and if t-law bounces back you recoup the assets you traded for anthony richardson sure Sure, or trade Anthony Richardson for a hole. I mean, you know, you have, yeah. you have options. Yeah. I don't want to steal your thunder in case it's the way this is the way you're going to go when we get to wide receivers, but I want to ask you about this as well because this was a, a guy that had been asked about all season long in the mailbag. I had been asked all week, two weeks, three weeks in the build up to this show. Jake, building off of Patrick Mahomes and the whole situation in Kansas City is Rashi Rice. What is he? Buy, sell, hold. He's a sell. He's not going to be their number one receiver next year. Okay. I, I find that very hard to believe. Dude, that's a team that can go get T. Higgins, by the way. Um, but For sure. Uh, I, I have a very hard time believing that Kansas City, after seeing Kadarius Toney, Valdez Scantling, Justin Watson, who else? I mean, the, the list goes on and on of drop passes this year. Sky Moore. Gonna, that's the one I was Sky Moore. Oh, God, what a disaster. I have a hard time believing that team is not getting a veteran pass catcher or two that's going to catch the football for Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's going to take – I think Rashi Rice was benefiting from ineptitude around him. I think he was the only capable – the only capable – kind of like remember when Alan Lazard had his year last year with Green Bay sure. where they had absolutely nobody. So by, by default, it's going to be Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing Rashi Rice to Alan Lazard, but still – I think that that, that situation, I mean, he's the only guy. So yeah. somebody has to catch the passes. I would sell, sell, sell. No disrespect, but, I mean, if you can sell him as the Chiefs' number one receiver before the draft, especially, I would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I agree with you. The Chiefs are going to either sign or trade for a ca- a caliber of a receiver where you could say that guy is going to be the clear-cut number one guy Yes. For Patrick Mahomes. Now, who that guy is going to be? Is it going to be Stefan Diggs? Is it going to be Mike Evans? Is it going to be put it whoever in there that, that you want? 
Could be Calvin Ridley. Could be. It definitely could be Calvin Ridley. That is going to be something that happens. Then Rasheed Rice is, I think Rasheed Rice in the NFL probably profiles best as, as like a number two receiver, which, which is fine. But we're also looking at Jordan Addison as a number two receiver, very, very good number two receiver. And I could bet you right now that if you put a Jordan Addison trade out there and it commands the same package as a Rasheed Rice trade package, Jordan Addison one's going to get, going to get turned down in a New York minute. And the Rasheed Rice one is going to get accepted. I think Rasheed Rice Right now, people are looking at him and saying that he, he's he's the star boy that a lot of people are, are, are looking at. And I, I'm right there with you. I think Rasheed Rice is one of the best sells that, that is out there. And, I, and I'm glad that we were able to jump on it now because if, if we didn't, I was going to say it when we get to the to the wide receivers. So uh, let's just go right to the running backs. Jake, the best buy low for the running back position. What do you got? A lot of ways you can go with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Look. Might be a little bit of I'm really going a little bit lower here, but I think a year removed from the injury, I think he looked really good to finish off the year. I'm gonna go with Javante Williams of the Denver so Broncos. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think you can get him for a pretty reasonable price. Like if I was if I was a contending team and I had like the tenth pick, I would trade that for Javante Williams uh without hesitation. I think you know, even if I had like if, if for instance, like who who's an older running back out there, like Derek Henry. Uh, dude, yeah, but Derrick Henry is a free agent. Like if I had Josh Jacobs, let's say, sure. and he was going back to the Raiders, let's let's just assume. Um, I would w- would you trade Josh Jacobs for um Javante Williams and like a younger receiver? Absolutely, I would. I would. Yeah, like Jade Javante Reed, Williams I mean, J- and JSN. Oh my god, yeah. I would smash the accept button in <laughs> a second. Yeah, JSN. J- I mean uh, Javante yeah. Williams and let's say Trying to think of a like a younger receiver that's out there. How about Drake? Josh London? Downs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Josh Downs. Yeah. Absolutely. Drake London, I would. Yep. So what we're about, on the same page there. Yeah. What about maybe I'll get this last one that I'll give you? What about uh would you take the chance maybe on Traylon Burks? No, he stinks. I think yeah. he just stinks. Yeah, you stole you stole mine with the with 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 Javante, I I think you you've hit the nail on the head. I think he's one of the best bylaws that's out there, and he's a guy that I'm going to be looking to get for for my teams as well. I mean, nine of fifteen games, he had over fifteen touches. Didn't crack the top thirty in, in, in any format in any week this year, which is which is a little annoying. But I think it absolutely aids to the case of you being able to buy him uh, pretty low. And it's something that we've talked about on the show before that there are not too many running backs that are out there that really are going to come in and challenge Javante Williams for touches, at least through the draft, because well, the RB draft class right now is kind of stinky. And, you know, we're looking at really one guy that maybe could be a first round pick in the form of Travion Henderson from Ohio state. And he may, he might even go back to school. So let, he let, goes back, yeah. he goes back to school. Then we're not going to have anybody. Let me add something. One last thing on Javante Williams and the Broncos. They are in cap hell and they're going to have to release Russell Wilson, which will put them further in cap hell. They're not they're not going to go out there and and spend premium assets on running backs when they have so many other holes and not a lot of resources. So uh, just keep that in mind with Javante Williams. For sure. For sure. Uh, The buy low that that I'm going to have and this is going to be a real stash, I think. But given how he looked before before his injury. I'm willing to take a chance maybe with a second round pick, try and dangle that and maybe try and go get Keaton Mitchell. I think that is one of those guys that, that granted 
We don't know what the injury is, is going to look like in terms of when he might be coming back. If it's going to be something where maybe in the middle of next year he comes back or maybe we can get him, you know, first four weeks of the year he goes on the pop and then he's activated. Uh, but Keaton Mitchell, I mean, before his injury was look was looking great, uh, was looking great in that Jacksonville game. And then he went down and, and boom, that was it. And that that, you know, ruined the hopes and dreams of a lot of fantasy managers out there. But I think a second round pick right now could probably get it done. For someone like Keaton Mitchell, given the Baltimore Ravens running back situation, uh, the one thing I definitely want to point out as well that I think the Ravens are going to be very interested in that Derrick Henry situation. I think Derrick Henry to the Ravens are going to be hearing that uh, more times than not. And if Derrick Henry does go to Baltimore, that definitely kills any Keaton Mitchell interest that I would have. But if Derrick Henry stays away from the Ravens and it is still the same old running back sort of conundrum that there's that exists there. Keaton Mitchell will definitely have a play if he's challenging the likes of Justice Hill, uh, Gus Edwards, uh, our good buddy Melvin Gordon, great guy who won't be going back there more likely than not, but he's on the roster right now, so we got to say him. I think Dalvin he, Cook. <laughs> yeah, and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, but yeah. Dalvin Cook's pretty cooked. Uh, you know, I was going to say, I, yeah, I forgot yeah. about him. That um, Dalvin Cook, I, I did definitely, definitely forget about. Um, but yeah, I mean, Keaton Mitchell for me, I think he's he's definitely worth the flyer. I wouldn't be paying, you know, high second round price. I would be paying definitely low second. Start it off with a high third, if, if if at all possible. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think he's worth a, the flyer there. Um, not exactly like a guy that I would go out of my. I wouldn't lose sleep. Like not a guy I would overpay right. for. Like if I'm offering, you know, three oh three, and the guy wants, you know, two oh three. Okay, have a nice day. Like mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, not a bad guy to take a flyer on. Probably will be better than anyone you take in the third round. You, you have very slim pickings there. So uh, don't hate it. For sure. For sure. And and, and the sell that I'm, I'm going to go with, it's not really a sell high because I don't know if it's a, it's like a super high, but I'm still getting ahead on it. We were talking about it before, you know, coming into the year. I know you have the situation with your dynasty team, so I'm just going to bring it up now. Uh, I think Joe Mixon is a great sell. I think he's one of the best sells that's out there. Um, Cincinnati get a roll with the same group we've talked about before with Joe Burrow. Uh, pretty much roll with the same with the same group. And we also got to look at the fact too that Chase Brown looked really, really, really good. And Chase Brown is going to be coming for more touches, I think, in that Cincinnati offense. And he should at least get something to what Joe Mixon gets. And that's not saying that Joe Mixon is going to be bad in 2024. I don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to be still a very, very solid RB2. Um, in, in redraft and, and dynasty formats, but just be a year early, be a year early on it. And if you're, if you're not a year early and you're two years early, okay, fine. You, you, you swallow your pride and, and, and that's it. But Joe Mixon for me, I think he's, he's, he's a great sell and I'd be getting all over that. If you can get a late, a mid to late first round pick for him, you take that and you run. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan for right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I think I'll go right into my segment because it kind of, uh, coincides my favorite by low is chase brown nice and dude i was kind of kicking myself as i traded trey mcbride for chase brown before the season started it might not look so terrible after all like honestly it may not it may not <laughs> i mean it may take some time for it to work itself out but it might also no, was trey mcbride was trey mcbride just a product of no hollywood for the uh, last like four games or whatever it was and no other receivers throw the football to I think so, but that's not saying he's going to be bad. I think Trey McBride is still good, but I think he probably – I just don't think he'll be as good as he was. No, I think maybe 
the the comfortable range for McBride. I think if you draft, if you can have him as your tight end five, tight end seven, I think that's probably where he settles at. Like right now, him being talked about as a top two or three tight end in dynasty, I just can't get on that. But on the lower end, you know, that that four to seven range, I think that's fine. Okay, so if Chase Brown ever takes over for the starting running back role for the Bengals, which it might, I mean, look, that's a team that's going to have some cap issues. I don't ever see them really investing a premium asset in the running back room. Another year under Joe Mixon, maybe he could be the Tony Pollard. Maybe he could turn into like a Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott situation where then sure. Zeke walks at the end of the year, then Chase Brown becomes the guy. I think I think you could really get Chase Brown. I think it'll only cost you a, a, a mid to late second round pick to land him. I mean, he's nothing more than really a handcuff right now in the fantasy community. Um, if you're looking for upside, if you're a team that is, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say mid, but you're kind of picking a direction to go in to, to rebuild or to go for it. I think Chase Brown is a nice way to go for the, for the yeah. late portion of the second round, uh, to get you in a, a you know, kind of give you that, uh, advantage that you need, uh, to get up there with the other, the better teams. Sure. But I, I, I would also say that right now, I think that most of the community, especially in dynasty knows what Chase Brown is. And I just worry that, especially if you're the Joe Mixon manager, if you're the Joe Mixon manager and you're trying to trade for Chase Brown, I think that that Chase Brown manager is going to hold you hostage. Yeah, well, if, that that if, was part of my my thought process. That's why I tried to get him, and I'm like, ah, shit, Trey McBride's not doing anything. Like, Cardinals suck. And then and then look look what look what of happened. Course. But look, there's been way worse, dude. Like Amon Ross St. Brown got traded his rookie year for ready for this one. Jeremy McNichols oh, and God, Darrington sickening. Evans. Oh, that's Derrick Henry got hurt. The manager God. panicked and traded. But that was before Amon Ross St. Brown was Amon Ross St. Brown. See what I'm saying? Ugh. So, yeah, that's there's sickening. been worse in this league. That's sickening. That 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 is sickening. All right, the wide the wide receivers. Uh, the buy low. I'm going to be going for or the buy. Hey, Drake London. I, I there were two things that needed to happen. One of them has already happened. First, Arthur Smith needed to be fired. Second, they need to find a long-term solution at the quarterback position. Does it happen this offseason? I have no idea. We're that that's definitely a, a wait and see there. Uh, but Drake London, I mean, he's still he's 22 years old still. He's a child. And people are already just looking to write to write him off. And we've seen flashes with I don't even want to call it subpar quarterback play. I'll just call it straight up bad quarterback play whether it's been taylor heineke or um the other idiot desmond redder there it is i had to dig, to dig that one out um it, this it was just a bad situation for the last two seasons in atlanta now we have a new fully new system that's that's coming into the fold hopefully we see Bijan get more work tyler algier hopefully is shipped out of town by the way tyler algier if he is shipped out of town that could be a great by low is he could definitely lay claim to be a starter uh in the national football league for sure uh drake london right drake london right now he's, he's a favorite of mine i'm gonna be looking to get him everywhere i can and i'm gonna be offering a ton of packages my league opens up uh for drake london and my my packages are gonna be starting with a number two and hopefully like jake if if let's say me to you i'm offering you the 201 for drake london to you for your drake london would you take that i wouldn't so you think the number has to start with a one? Because I like Drake London this year too. So okay, I that's why I wouldn't do it. But if someone's but, frustrated, you never know. Emotions could could come into play. Uh, but I like your shout by Drake London. I actually thought about him. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. The other, the other one that I was mentioning, and I, don't, I hope I don't, I don't steal your thunder, is T. Higgins. That was the other one. No, no. Okay. I, well, the other one is is uh, T. Higgins. That, that's another one that I that I really, really like. I'm, I'm Mine is uh, for buy low or sell high? Buy low. So I was kind of torn between this one. Uh, I ultimately went with George Pickens. Nice. Because I believe with real – I mean, we saw with Mason Rudolph. I mean, I'm, I don't really count that game in the pouring rain in Baltimore, but – once Rudolph took over the reins, we've seen what George Pickens is capable of when he has someone that can throw him the football. And Kenny Pickett, you got to move off him for your Pittsburgh. It's over. You're not even playing him in the playoffs. It's over. Um, go get go get a, a capable quarterback that can help you move the football with that defense if you're Mike Tomlin and, and see what happens. But, uh, dude, I think next year is going to be the year for George Pickens. Year three, so the flash is at the end of the year. I think now's the, now's the time for George Pickens uh, with the Steelers. And he can still be had for pretty cheap. So then conversely, would you be saying Deontay Johnson's a sell? Yeah, I, I just don't think Deontay Johnson's all that good. Like, I, it's fair. just I've never been a Deontay Johnson guy. When I see George Pickens, I see special. I mean, dude, he is. If, if George George Pickens next year could be my, one of my bold predictions, top 20 fantasy receiver next year. I'm feeling nice. it. Nice. So I, I, big things I, are in order. And my other one was Josh Downs, but I kind of alluded to him earlier, so. That Josh Downs, yeah, that's a that's a really really great one. And then the sell, the sell that I'm going with, he he's, he is definitely not going to have a, a year like this ever again. Uh, it's Keenan Allen. I think he, again, I could say Cooper Cup get get out a year in front of it. Maybe that time has come with with Cup for sure, where it's like, all right, it's out there now that the time to sell Cup is here. Uh, the time to sell Keenan Allen is here, and even if it's a year early, again. Keenan Allen is not getting any younger. Saw him out at the end of the season with various injuries, but that also came down to the Chargers being out of it. I'm absolutely sure of that. But there's no doubt that Keenan Allen now going into his age, he's going to be 32 when the season starts. He's not getting any younger. The injury record is there. Yeah, he's in a great situation with Justin Herbert, but new coaching staff coming in, who, who knows? Who knows? Mike Williams coming back as well. Quinton Johnson's still going to be there. Is it at all possible that, that the slowdown for Keenan Allen starts in 2024? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. And especially if you're in a rebuilding situation, Keenan Allen is a guy that you absolutely try and sell, especially in full point PPR. And you can get a nice return for him based on the year that he had in 2023. Yeah, it's a good shout. I'm I'm planning on doing the same. Uh, I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. I think yeah, he's really popular right now. Um, nothing against Cooper, but he's only getting older. We know that he's had issues with injuries before in the past. He is the rock star that won people leagues. You can really sell him on name value at this point. And, you know, if someone's offering you like the sixth pick in the draft for Amari Cooper, would you do it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. I mean, just you have to look at also, I'm going to read you the weekly finishes for Amari Cooper throughout the entire season. You ready? 57, yep. 30, 10. This is in full point PPR. 98. 21, 63, 26, 4, 18, 48, 87, 48, 28, 14, 1. Yeah, that seems pretty streaky to me. That's extraordinary. It's extraordinarily streaky. His numbers suggest that he, that he had a good season. 72 catches, 1,200 yards, 5 touchdowns. I, this is this is a guy that no doubt I'm looking to get out on on Amari Cooper. I think it's it's a fantastic shout. I don't have him in in my on my dynasty team, the one team that I that I that I do have. Um, 
don't have him and he's not a guy that I'm going to be looking to, to go and target. I mean, I think if you're netting a one for Amari Cooper, that's great. If there's a high two that's being offered and the and the manager will not budge on giving you a high one, I kind of think you just take it take a two and then you have them throw in a future two and and you you accept that and and, and you call it a day. Yeah, I mean somehow Amari Cooper didn't have the ugliest thousand yard season you've ever seen. It was somehow no. Calvin Ridley. It was somehow Calvin Calvin Ridley. I think it all came down to the fact that Christian Kirk's uh, manhood was punctured. Yeah. Or pinched. Sorry. It's, pinched. it's insane. It is it's, insanity that Calvin Ridley had a thousand charts this year. I, I cannot wait to see the contract that Calvin Ridley gets, honestly. I'm not sure the Jaguars are going to re-sign him. I'm really I'm not Don't but if he goes to the if he goes to the Chiefs, though, different story about Calvin Ridley and fantasy football next year. Uh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be, you know going you know super gun ho but will i be as negative as i was about him in 2023 no i can't be no you, you physically can't be but no definitely definitely yeah. not and then uh tight ends a tough position to judge you know for for dynasty purposes but for if you're in startups for next year you're in such a great position if you're in existing dynasty leagues it's a tough spot to uh to to be in the buy that i'm going to go for at the tight end position i'm gonna go with cole Komet. Yeah. The potential for a new quarterback going into going into Chicago, you know, what does that potentially do for him? And even if there's not a new quarterback that's going into Chicago, and even if it is Justin Fields, Justin Fields, I think, made improvements in the second half of the year. DJ Moore was much better. Uh, Cole Komet was much better as well. Um, the talent is there. He just needs consistent quarterback play for him to be a, a, a consistent enough tight end option. Uh, for fantasy managers, but I think he's going to get it whether it comes from Justin Fields or whether it comes from another quarterback that's drafted in there. So uh, Cole Komet, uh, I think he's a, a fantastic buy right now. And yeah. shouldn't cost you a lot either. Good shout. I'm going to go with Michael Mayer of the Raiders. Nice. nice. Like that one a lot. Yep. Love Michael Mayer. I think he's going to have a big year next year. Who's the quarterback going to be for the Raiders next year? Hmm. Tough question to put you on the spot. Tough question. If... It depends on the coaches. If the coach is Antonio Pierce, I think they're going to trade up to get Jaden Daniels in the draft because that's Antonio Pierce's guy. But if the coach is Jim Harbaugh, I think Justin Fields. Ooh, okay. And if Justin Fields is there with Michael Mayer, I'll I'll, I'll take that. Oh, I would take that. I mean, it's better than Aiden O'Connell. For sure. Oh, absolutely, yes. With, just a, as a draft question. Draft question, n- nothing else. Do you think Jaden Daniels needs time to sit, or is he a day one guy for you? Dude, you want my honest opinion, Jaden Daniels? Sure. He's closer to the QB1 than people think. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I love that kid. I think he's ready to play right away, too. Interesting. Interesting. I, I think he's ready to play right away. But I I'm love not, that kid. I'm not as glowing as as you are and we'll we're definitely gonna talk about it on the on we're gonna the, talk about it he, he is closer to caleb williams than people think i you know he is so, gonna be really good do you view him higher than drake may we're getting there okay we're getting there i'm so not he's ready com- yet but he's comfortable your qb3 then very comfortably um jayden daniels if he would have came out last year CJ, see, you know how much I loved CJ Stroud last year in the draft. Um, he would have been my QB two last year, well ahead of Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. 
So the Tennessee Titans are also going to be interviewing Dan Antonio Quinn. Pierce. Oh no, they, they their Titans are interviewing Antonio Pierce too. Oh, lovely. All right, so they're they're just they're just kickstarting on uh, on everybody. Then, oh, God, if they think they're going to be better off with Dan Quinn or Antonio Pierce, no disrespect to either Antonio Pierce or Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, in the cell that I have. Uh, David and Joko. I think that's crystal oh, clear. Oh, you took mine. That's crystal clear. That is that you couldn't get more obvious of a yeah, sell. I mean, that, that's that's the biggest sell that, that there is right now. I mean, there is no way. Look there, at no way. Look at David and Joku. Look at David and Joku's numbers when he was with uh, Deshaun Watson, and look what happened when Joe Flacco came in. Yeah, there's I no mean, way he's replicating this next no year. No shot. There is no. Tight end 28, tight end 29, tight end 23, tight end 11, tight end 20, tight end 11, tight end 7, tight end 13, tight end 7, tight end 4, tight end 8, tight end 26, tight end 2, tight end 2, tight end 4, and tight end 3. There's no, there's no way. I mean, like... There's absolutely no way. And and just for, for clarification purposes, the... Joe Flacco took the helm week 14 against the Jaguars. And that was tight end two, tight end two, tight end four, tight end three. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I agree. It, it just, I knew you were going to say that. I'm like, it just couldn't be more obvious of no. who like we could say. Honestly, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it is the, it is the most obvious sell high of, of them all. Of yeah. them all. Uh, rapid, rapid fire ones. Just be just out of, out of curiosity. And then we'll, uh, that what we, we can call it here. Uh, Buy low, hold, or sell. Uh, we'll just call it. We'll call it. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing with these guys? Justin Herbert. Buying. Big time buy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Garrett Wilson. I don't. I, I think I would sell him on the hype of Rodgers coming back. It kills me to say it if I'm a, if, as a Jet fan, but I think you can get a lot for him with with the hype. But he's going to be a great player too. At the same time, I, he's more of a hold, but um. More of a sell. He's more of a sell than a buy. Sorry, I know it's rapid fire. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I understand. I understand. the The people appreciate the the in depth analysis. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think he's a sell. I think he's a sell. I would be doing it right this very second. Uh, Travis Etienne. He's a hold. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tyreek Hill. He's a sell. I mean, this guy's talking about retiring after his contract yep. is up. I mean, what could what could you get for Tyreek Hill now that the entire world knows that he's talking about retiring at the end at the end of next year? He he is the kind of guy that you target if you are looking to win a championship in 2024. That's it. Yep, and you hold that person hostage for their entire future. I mean, mm-hmm. two I, two number ones. If I'm a rebuilding team, I would do it for sure, for sure. Um, I'll give you two more here. Uh. Zamir White, I think he's a sneaky little buy. I do too. I think there's a chance Josh Jacobs is out of town. I I really do. I think that he, you could make the case for either side of the coin. You could say that he's a very sneaky little buy, given what he did at the end of the year, given the potential for Josh Jacobs not being with with the Raiders next year and him becoming the starting running back. But then you could also make the case to sell because even if he does become the starter, we don't know how good he's necessarily going to be when he is the guy. Zamir White screams Alexander Madison more than Tyje Spears does. Yes. Me. Yes, I would agree. 
who would you want more, Tyshe Spears or Zamir White? Spears, not even yeah, close. Okay. All right, just making sure. And then the last one that I'll that I'll give you here. Actually, I'll give you I'll give you two more. Uh, DeAndre Swift. He's a sell, but is he exciting? No, no, no. You if if what you're getting for him starts with a one, you take that and you run. To oh the my hills. god! Yeah, I think the most you're getting for him is a mid two. Yep, I, I, the Eagles running back in general, I would never want because of the tush push. Exactly, handicaps exactly their value. Right. Exactly, and then the last one that I'll that I'll give you here, C.D. Lamb. I would hold, man. I mean, you're looking at a Hall of Fame type career. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I think that's. I would hold. I don't, I don't think there's an offer that you can give me that I would I, want to move C.D. Lamb. I really don't think there is, unless my team unless my team had literally nothing on it. Right. Like if I was taking over a dynasty team with with so many holes where it doesn't really make sense to keep C.D. Lamb because what good is he doing? Just rotting on your last place team. Okay, sure. But if you're like, you know, a if you're like a borderline playoff team, I think you you, you hold on to C.D. Lamb. I don't think you become a championship contender by getting rid of C.D. Lamb. No, no, I, I I don't either. I'll give you I'll give you one more and then we're done. George Kittle. Oh, he's he's an he was another obvious sell, dude. Okay, good. Not a, I mean, good. you couldn't get more obvious than David and Joku, but then then I probably would have said George Kittle. Yep. Evan Ingram too. Would you would you consider him a sell? Not necessarily. It depends what they do. If Calvin Ridley's out of town, I think Ingram's definitely exciting. Um, yeah. I think they would bring somebody in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. The Jaguars are another like kind of a waste of a franchise that yeah, just don't just make any think... sense. So, yeah, then it doesn't make a lot of sense what they're doing. But it, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, the the stigma of being just dysfunctional never goes away. Now, does it? No. As a Jets fan, you would know that well. Oh God. But Jacksonville, I mean, it looked like they took two steps forwards last year, and then they now did. it's like five steps back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, not being able to put any weight on his leg when he was walking up the tunnel on uh, on Monday night versus the Bengals, uh, that had more implications than I think anybody at the time thought. Because, I mean, hell, that game, they were playing to be the number one seed in the AFC, and then they ended up not making the playoffs. Yep. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. This has been the Dynasty Show. Uh, we'll be doing more of these shows throughout the offseason. Probably the next one that we're probably going to end up doing uh, is somewhere around free agency when uh, when that all wave just sort of happens, when moves are made, trades are made. Uh, we'll be coming back on and, and talking the fallout from that. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you are loving the program. It really does help us out. Uh, we'll be doing a mailbag on the fantasy show at the end of january so submit your questions for the mailbag and then probably in the middle of february probably after the super bowl we'll be doing a mailbag for the regular basement talk podcast which will be coming back in the next couple of weeks so stay tuned for that for jake i'm bird thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on the next one take care of each other god bye bye